All right, guys, everybody here. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to our weekly planner call. Ready to get started. Good morning, Peter. All right, let's do it. Uh, let's get started the way we get started every single week. Let me say good morning to Peter. Uh, thank you. Good. Uh, happy pa Father's Day. Ada, Pablo, Alejandro, good morning to all of you that said uh, that say hi this morning. And let's get started right here with exactly the same way we start every single session. And I don't know why it's not giving me the right here, Microsoft. All right, so here we go. Social conversations. Remember, guys, one of the most important things we do during the week is the social conversations we're having. Are you having open uh, uh, social conversations about open houses, new listings, spendings, clothes, new clients, working on a deal? What do I mean by that? Remember, every single time you ask, hey, Carlos, how you doing? Carlos is gonna say to me, hi, Orlando, and you? Man, I just surprised, impressed. I just came from an open house. You won't believe it. There were 57 people in that open house in line standing outside the market. It's crazy open houses are selling homes in less than three days. It's just unbelievable what happened. Hey, uh, Ivani, how are you? Good, and you, Orlando? Man, super, super happy. I just got this new listing or I just got this property pending sale after working very hard on a deal with, with an international client. So very, very excited, all right? Hey, Monica, how are you? How are you doing? Good, and you, Orlando? Good, so excited. I'm a little bit tired today because I just came from a closing. Uh, it took almost two hours, but we got it done. So very, very happy. I did this closing for my client. He's been looking for a property for almost three months, putting multiple offers. You know, the market is so hot that it's difficult right now to get an offer accepted. So I'm very happy that we were able to close, right? Hey, uh, uh, Martha, how are you? Good, and you, Orlando? Very, very happy I got this new client looking for this property. $31 million, $20,000, doesn't really matter the amount, all right? So again, what social conversations are you having in a daily basis? Ask yourself that question, all right? Remember, people do business with you not only because they know you, they like you, and they trust you. That's what you learn in pre-licensing school, that people do business with you because they know you, like you, and trust you. That is all true. But they don't tell you that people do business with you, especially, especially because you constantly remind them of what you do. Got it? We need to remind people constantly of what we do. How many times have we lost a deal because the person forgot we were real estate agents and they, they said it to you. Oh man, if I knew you were in real estate, I would have done the business with you, done the deal with you, right? So how present are you in your client's mind? And I start every single week like this because the fundamentals of having success in real estate are very simple. What's not simple, right? Is executing every single day, the task that we do so often that they become boring. Got it? They got to become so, so, so ingrained in our brain that they also almost become born. Like automatically, when somebody asks me, how are you? I got to go with a new listing, an open house, a closing new client that I'm working with. I need to answer that. And depending on how much they engage, I'll continue. And if not, next time they ask me, I'll do the same thing. Got it, guys? That's one of the most powerful ways of you communicating all right, what you do. All right, so hopefully you're doing that. Let's go immediately, 
into your questions. We got questions pending from last week. So if you have questions uh, from last week, please write them down in the forum. Uh, I took these three. Actually, I just took a screenshot. So this is the time for you. For those of you who are new in our coaching program, this is the time for you to ask your questions live, right? So other people can hear it and I can answer it to you in real time. So from last week, we didn't have enough time to answer all the questions. So here we go, Orlando, what do you recommend to do when you don't have a team or need to absent of your business for more than a month? What do, you, what do we do? We suffer. Very simple, we suffer. And that's why we need a team, guys, right? Listen, uh, and by, by the way, I wrote, you know, my coach, Dan Sullivan, said something very, very powerful. says, no, don't ever, also always understand the power of a group is so much greater than the power of an individual. The power of a group is much, much greater than the power of an individual. Got it? So Repeat what it. you do when you have to accent? Repeat uh, it, please. Oops, is somebody asking a question? Repeat it, please. Yeah, so the power of a group, right, is much greater than the power of an individual. I, I, I mean, I, there, there, there is no argument about that, right? When I'm surrounded, right, by 50, 60, 70 people that have different experiences, different times in the business, different specialties, all right, there is not an argument about that. But by the way, if you have a team of two, three people, that's okay too. You're leveraging yourself. So if you are partnering with two other people, right now, instead of having 40 hours a week, what do you have? You have 120, got it? Now, when you're on vacation, you have somebody to take care of your property. Now, when you're going to a listing presentation, listen guys, you gotta get into a team. Ask first your broker. Hey, how can I form a team? How can I be part of a team? And if you don't have one, all right, and in that environment, just write to me, right? Orlando at Montero Organization, he said, I need to get, a, get, get into a team. How do I do that? My first recommendation would be for you to talk to a broker. But if you don't, if in your brokerage, they don't have the teams, then talk to me. You need to have your team. Going to a list, you want to become a listing agent, right? Remember, there are four phases right? That every single agent has, right? First, they start working with tenants. It's easy, fast money, not much, but fast money, right? But after a while, what do you do? You jump into the second. What's the second phase of a real estate agent? Which one is it? Remember that, guys? What's the second phase of a real estate agent working with who? With? Buyers. Buyers. Thank you, Carlos. Thank you very much working with buyers, right? But after a while and after you experience working with sellers, now it's like a discovery. Oh my God. I thought working with buyer was profitable. Now what have I learned, Carlos, that working with? Sellers. Sellers is just a completely different level. Now I don't have to do much of the work. The work is being done by the buyer's agent. Carlos, who is showing my property, my listing? Buyer's agent. Exactly. Who's writing the contract? Um, and the buyer's agent. Or, or, yeah, or an assistant. Yeah, yeah, that, but the, the buyer's agent, it's not the listing agent, right? The buyer's agent is right. The buyer agents are writing the offers and sending it to the listing agent, right? The listing agent is in his office negotiating. Who is doing all the inspections, the application for the association, 
the mortgage, all of that. Who's helping on that? The listing agent or the buyer's agent? Definitely the buyer's agent. The buyer's agent, right? And can I work with three buyers in the same day? Absolutely no. But can I have three, 10, 15, 20 listings? Definitely I can. So step number three in that process, in that evolution, Carlos is, so number one, it's working with tenant. Number two is working with buyers. Number three is working with sellers. And finally, creating your own, your own team. Your own team. Got it? But now, important, you don't have to wait. Start right now, even if you're new. When you go to a listing presentation to get you know, a listing, it's much easier when you present to your seller the team that you have. So answering that question, right? That Ada, Ada had, right? Right here. So what do you recommend when you don't have a team and need to absent for the business for a month? Not much we can do because we can't, the trust is different, but I, I don't know if that's the right word. We, the, the people are not trained. If we need to absent for, for a month, our business is gonna suffer. By, by the way, it's not a business, all right? When we don't have, when we have to be present to make money, all right, we don't have a business. What we have is what? A job. A job well paid. A, a job well paid, right? So a business works with or without the owner. If the owner, if you need to be present, if 100% of your income is coming from 100% of your effort, you just have a job. Hey, you can be a surgeon. It's a great paying job, but still a job, right? The, the surgeon needs to be present, right? To make money. Now, the owner of the restaurant, when you go to Hillstones, right? Hillstones, it's a, it's a very nice restaurant. Have you ever seen the owner of Hillstones in the restaurant? I guess not, right? I mean, how many Hillstones are there? I think like there are 52 Hillstones in the United States. You think the owner is gonna be there in every single Hillstones at the same time? It's impossible. Now, that owner has a business because very little of the production of the results are coming from his own effort. They have the managers, the assistant managers, the cooks, the people that watch the, right? the, 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 the waiters, the hosts. They have a, a team of people. Got it? Uh, now, for those people that say, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm a, a control freak. I, I can't delegate. Well, being a control freak, freak means not having a vision to grow your business and sticking to a job, right? You need to learn. Imagine the owner of Hillstones saying, no, 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 I'm a control freak. I have to watch the dishes. I have to serve the people. I have to cook the meals. I have to do the accounting for Hillstone. There's no way you can grow, right? So the maturity as a business owner is to eliminate, auto automate, or finally delegate most of the activities so you can concentrate on the main three activities. Please write this down for those of you who are kind of new. What are the three activities that you should not delegate? Number one, activity number one, what is it? Specialized knowledge, got it? Hey, Thomas, you're one of the most productive agents around the nation. And in Miami, you're very well respected, right? But you're, you're always running around a development, a new property. When I say running around, it's learning about the property. Can you delegate your specialized knowledge? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Right? That's your weapon. That's your edge. 
Exactly. That's your edge. Exactly. That's your advantage. So we can delegate specialized knowledge. Number two, marketing. Marketing. Part of the marketing can be automated or delegated. But most of it, at least you have to pay attention and know exactly what's working. You need to know what's working in your marketing campaigns. And number three is what? Sales conversations. That can be delegated. Everything else can be either eliminated, automated, or delegated. Focus on those three things. We talk about that all the time, all the time. Got it? So to answer Ada's uh, question again, if we're going to be absent, uh, absent for a month and we don't have a team, all right, and we don't have an assistant, all right, of course, our business is going to suffer. Remember, if you don't have an assistant, who is the assistant? Thomas? <laughs> you are, right? If I don't have you an assistant, are, I'm you are the, assistant. the assistant. Exactly. Got it? That, and, we I all, that and, we all, and we all sin from that because we, initially, especially, you think it's a cost, but it's an investment. An assistant is an investment. Knowledge is an investment. Exactly. Exactly. And many agents are paying you know, they're doing $10 an hour jobs. You could pay somebody else $10, $15 an hour, right? And concentrate on the high, high product production activity. So this morning we were talking in our, in our radio show about the difference, you know, uh, my, my coach Stan Sullivan says, if you want to make more money and grow your business, you got to stop being busy. Being busy is usually, right? Not being, being busy is usually what? An excuse not to do the few things that we need to do on a daily basis. And we need to recognize that. It happens to all of us. It happens, still happens to me, right? When I'm too busy, it's, ah, and I never like to hear it from you guys. You will never hear from me. I'm sorry, I was busy or I'm too busy. Might not be by my priority, but I don't want to have that in my mind ever because being busy means being unproductive. All right, got it? Being busy means I can be creative. Mean being busy means I can't think. Thomas, you got a comment? Yes, I had this happen to me uh, years ago uh -huh. that one of my clients, I was having lunch and the phone was going like crazy. And uh, he looked at me and says, you're not making much money lately, are you? <laughs> and it shocked me, it shocked me. I said, what do you say that? You're busy with a lot of nonsense. <laughs> exactly. He could hear it. He could hear my conversations. Right. And, uh, you know, people, people who are uh, extremely busy usually are not making money because they're not delegating. They're not, they're not focusing on the activity. They're being reactive and not proactive, basically. Exactly. They're reacting to everything that's happening and not being proactive or creating the activities towards the goal, basically. Right. And for those of you who know me, and, and I even find it disrespectful to be busy, right? And for those of you who have dinner with me and a group session and only with me, my number one rule when you sit down with me, and you've seen that, Thomas, no phones, no phones, right? If you're gonna be with me, do not even touch your phone. If not, don't waste my time. By the way, I'll do the same thing with you, okay? If I'm sitting down with you and you see me in group sessions, Thomas, with you, my phone is not even on the table. I want to be with, I want to listen, right? Because our brain, as, as much as it is, you know, sophisticated, it can concentrate into things at the same time. So if we're going to spend time together, it has to be quality time. 
right? So don't ever think about picking up the phone because I'm going to say something and I won't pick up, pick up the phone. You won't even see my phone. Got it? So let's stop being busy so we can be creative. And it's much easier to hide behind looking at your emails in average 17 times a day. Picking up the phone to look at the text messages, WhatsApp, et cetera, is much easier because we don't have to think and thinking requires focus and energy, right? So it's much easier to be busy. So when it's 5 p.m. and you have the time to sit in front of a very good client, our mind is already uh, tired. Why? Because we've been busy the whole day. And where is my time for me to create a great presentation, to create an amazing answer, to create an amazing impression in front of my client? I'm done already for the day. I can't anymore. I'm tired. My mind, even if I try, yeah, my mind is tired. Got it? So what are we doing to create an environment where I stop being busy? Make sense? All right, guys? We'll have a uh, pending conversation. Will say hi to me. Please. All right. So you know what I'm hearing? I, I, I read an email today. I think there was a confusion. I'll reach out to you after today, after, after 12 p.m. All right. Just to let you know. Perfect. All right. So let's continue uh, right here with the second question. And if you have any qu comments, questions, please, please write them down here, right here. Uh, let's say Peter says, I run a Facebook ad and I have nine new leads at 2.33 per lead. Very good. Ooh, love that question. What's the next step? Very good. Peter, if you can come up, if you can unmute yourself. All right, Peter. Yes, so sir. you run a Facebook, good morning. Good you morning, run a sir. Facebook, Facebook campaign. Great. Yes. All right. So what's the title of that Facebook campaign? Um, custom list of homes in Cutler Bay under $450,000. Okay, perfect. So I'll say, say it again. Custom? Custom list of homes in Cutler Bay under $450,000. Excellent. So you got, what is it, nine leads? Nine leads so far. It's uh, one day so far. Right. One day at $2.33. So understand, yes. guys, all right? These are leads for $2.33 when most people are paying Zillow between $60 and $120, $150 per lead. All right. So I'm going to reach out to you. Hey, Peter, how you doing? I know yourself. Good, good. Thank you. I'm calling you, Peter, because yesterday you uh, downloaded the list of homes in Cutler Bay for $400,000 or, or, or less. Is that right? Yes, sure did. Perfect. Thank you, thank you for reaching out so fast. My, my pleasure. So how can I help you? What questions do you have about it? That's it. Well, no, no, that, that's the script. Okay. That's, that's, that's the script. Okay. That's okay. simple. Simple. And that's the beauty. That's what I say. You know, stop cold calling people, guys. There's no need for that. When was the last time you received a cold call from a doctor? Never. When you are cold calling people, you're calling, coming from a very, very low position. Got it? People do not respect you when you cold call. They don't think much of you when you cold call. Got it? Stop selling like it is 1985. Now, it's a much different conversation when I reach out to Peter because he first took action. I'm just saying, hey, Peter, how you doing? I'm just calling you because you yesterday you solicited, you downloaded the list of properties in Cotterbury for less than $400,000. How can I help you? What questions do you have about it? None. Have a great day. 
I was just curious. All right, what, what, what were you curious about? Well, about the list of the, you know, about the properties. Okay, perfect. So tell me exactly what is it that you're looking for? No, I'm not looking for anything right now. Okay, perfect. Anytime soon, you know, in the next 60 days, in the next six months, a year? No, not really. All right, have an amazing day. Listen, if you know anybody who is interested on that list, let me know. I'll be more than glad to send it to them. Next, at $2 per lead, I can do that all day long. Yeah, plus I have their name and their phone number and their email. So I throw them in, C in, K in KV Core. That's it. You throw them in your system. You know, Peter uses KV Core. You use whatever system you use, right? And you put in your automation. And then you see them engage with your information. For those of you opening their emails, then you call them again. Hey, Peter, I noticed that uh, yeah, last week you opened the list of properties under $400,000 in Cutter Bay. But this week you opened the three mistakes. Anything I can help you with? No, no, Orlando. Thank you very much for calling. All right, have a great day. Perfect. Yeah, as a matter of fact, you know what? I uh, I saw one of the properties in that list that I'm interested in seeing. All right, when do you want to see it? That simple. Now, the more we do it, right, the higher or the more we improve our communication skills. You see how, it, how easy it is for me to say it? What, what do you think that, that because I'm great at it? No, because I practice every single day. Every single day of my life. If you do that 20, 25, 30 times per day, which is exactly what all of all of us should be doing, right? It's going to be, it's going to flow very natural, very, very natural. Every single day. By the way, there is no doctor, there is no lawyer, there is no accountant, there is no architect or engineer that can be paid per hour as much as we can. If you develop. All you have to do is develop your communication skills. Imagine if you did this, right, for seven years like a doctor, but not 50 hours a week, 70 hours a week like a doctor. Imagine, right, staying until 6 p.m. on a Saturday like a doctor on call, right, in the hospital where they can even talk to their family, but just talking to clients. What's going to happen to your communication skills? Can you see how exciting that is? By the way, you don't have to wait seven years and spend more than half a million dollars in education. $2.33 per lead. Imagine. Imagine that, All right? Do you know how many leads can you get with $1,000? With $2,000, you get $1,000 leads. That's real education. Talking to a thousand people. In what time frame? In a week. Get up at eight in the morning and stay on that phone until 6 p.m. after a week, two weeks, three weeks, a month, a quarter, a year. The ability you'll have to communicate with people will be so unbelievable that people will be asking you, man, what are you doing? How come you, you're doing so great? Because you put the time. I, I hope you understand the beauty of the business we're in. You don't have to invest that much money. You don't need to wait so many, so, for so long to generate income. All you have to do is put that effort in a, in a daily basis. I'd rather you do it for an hour in a daily basis, like four or five hours on one day during the week. Hopefully you can capture that. Peter, great question. It's so simple, right? I'm just asking, I'm just calling you because you, you took an action. You downloaded something, you open an email, right? You attended a webinar. How can I help you? What questions do you have about what we discuss in that PDF, in that webinar, et cetera? 
That's simple. Got it? Now, understand that how many people are just going to be curious or said, I'm not interested right now? How many people out of 10? How many people are going to say, I'm not interested right now? Maybe seven? Eight. Um, eight, okay. Eight. I'm looking for two. Oh, thank you very much. You're number one. Let me call Bill. Bill, please say no. So you're number three. Hey, hey, Jeffrey, please say no. Because you're going to be number. That's it. All I need is a no. Hey, no. I know. I know that once I get to eight no's, the next two are going to be yes. Yeses. Well, yeah. right now there's 11 properties in my neighborhood for sale and the average price is around 430. So if I can turn $2.33 into a $12,000 commission, that's a, good, that's a good day. That's a good it, day at work. That's a very good day. That is an amazing day, right? If you want to ask Thomas, because by the way, I, I say it because it's public information that over $600,000, more than $600,000 in the first six months of the year. Yeah. With what expenses, think, Thomas? How, how much? What's your uh, liability? Like doctors, doctors, you know, they pay like so much money in liability, right? Not much these days. Uh, very little. Very little, very little being part of being part of you know the team that we are part of. Right. Because I used to be an independent broker, but now I'm part of the bigger team, right. and my liability is completely dissipated yeah. or delegated, if you will. Right. So it's just production. It's just focus on production, right? So in six months, over six hundred thousand dollars. Man, what what business can you do that in? What business? Not many. Oh, what profession, right? Not many. So I hope you understand the the uh, the advantage. I hope you 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 understand the opportunity you have right now. But when you listen to Thomas, you say, okay, now I understand why he makes that much money, right? That communication skills. All right, and being there all the time, being very persistent. So very, very good point. Uh, uh, what do you do with the leads? Very good question, uh, Peter. Thank you very much for that. Thank you. So right here, let's see. Uh, Jose, how to submit a rental transaction? I don't know, Skylope is a system. I do not know anything about systems. In this case, uh, communicate with Skylope, Jose, or write down to, uh, write to Orlando, uh, Carlos at MonteroOrganization.com. Remember guys, these sessions are not technical sessions. I hardly know how to turn on my computer, all right? I always delegate that to somebody else and I wanna continue being an ignorant on that. That being said, Carla, very important, all right? You reach out to uh, Car uh, Jose, uh, reach out to Carlos at MonteroOrganization.com. He'll guide you on that, all right? So uh, I'll give you another insight, Jose, because uh, we have agents from different companies, but in your particular case, go to the world uh, and they will explain to you how to do it there. Reach out to Carlos first so he can do it for you. It is. Is it best to get with a team, a broker or other people? Okay, Edit is best to get with a team, with a broker or other people. Uh, write down to me, Edit Orlando at MonteroOrganization.com and we'll have a two minute conversation about it. Uh, so the difference between a team and a broker, I'll explain to you. Uh, Edit, are you there? Are you there? Can I see you? I can see you. Let's see. So the difference between a team. So remember, the broker is the large company or the owner, right? And then you have the team. So you want to get with a team, with a team. So if you want to talk a little bit more about that or be more specific, you can come into the microphone or if not, email me Orlando at MonteroOrganization.com and I'll send you uh, and we'll, we'll, I'll give you the guidance. All right. Next one, how, how do you tell a buyer you don't want to work with them anymore because they're with, 
Okay, because they're wasting your time. Okay, okay, got it. Got it, very direct, so very simple. So please write down the three closing questions for buyers so you don't waste your time. Very good, very good question, Eddie, right? Number one, Mr. Buyer, we're gonna go out today and we are going to identify four properties. We're gonna see four properties, we're gonna pick one. But let's say we've been to three, four different properties. And the way we close them is by asking these three questions. First, explaining every single buyer has to sacrifice one of three things, Mr. Buyer, okay? Number one, it's location. Number one, it's location. Number two is the area, the size of the place, right? Or number three, price. Got it? So usually buyers are wasting our time because we have not pre-qualified them correctly. But if they say, I want this in this place for this much, and we show them that, and still you think they're wasting your time because they have, you have not been able to close them, then you choose one of these three. So Mr. Buyer, at this point, we've seen nine properties, right? And as I said to you, buyers always, in every single transaction, will sacrifice one of three things, location, size or area, and number three, price. One of the three things are you willing to sacrifice? Because at what we've seen so far, you say you didn't like, right? So maybe you want something bigger, maybe you want something smaller in a better area, or can you increase the price? So what are you willing to sacrifice? So we saw two bedroom units in Miami Beach, but you didn't like any. You want something that it's a little bit uh, more upgraded, perfect. Would you be willing to sacrifice the area, maybe not in South Beach or in Mid Beach, or maybe not in the water, but across the street? No, 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 I have to be on the water. Okay, got it. Can instead of be, being a, a two bedroom unit, can it be a one bedroom unit? No, 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 no. I have a wife and two kids and I wanna go on vacation to South Beach on the water and I need enough space. All right, perfect. So you can sacrifice the area, the space, you can sacrifice the location, get it. So will you be able to sacrifice the price? No, I only have $400,000. All right, for that price, Mr. Buyer, there's nothing I can find right now. So the easy way to get out of it is very simple. When I find exactly what you're looking for in the price point you're looking for, in the area you're looking for, on the location you're looking for, I'll give you a call. You got out of it. You're, you're telling me that, it, that everything that I show you, all right, is not up to your standards. Perfect. So when I find exactly what you're looking for, that two bedroom unit in Fisher Island for $200,000, I'll call you. You know, it's not gonna, and don't, don't laugh, Jose. <laughs> all right? Don't laugh, Jose. Right? But, but you, we have clients like that, right? They want a six bedroom unit in Fisher Island looking at the ocean, right? For $200,000. Perfect, when I see it, I'll call you. That's it, end of conversation. Very simple, all right? They want what doesn't exist. Exactly, and, that, and that's okay if you want it. You don't have to laugh, you don't, gotta, you don't have to get mad. Listen, when I find that, I will give you a call. Fair enough? What are they gonna say? No, 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 we, show me more. There's nothing yeah. to show you right now. 
You just keep going. Got it? Good point. Good point. So we want, you know, we want to be as, as smooth as possible. All right. Jose, any recommendation where we can find an assistant? Yeah. I'll give you uh, three places. All right. So number one, number one, Upwork, Upwork, Upwork.com. Number two, Fiverr.com, F-I-V-E-R-R.com. Number three, if you speak Spanish, write down to me and I will refer you to the people that we use, all right, to find us the people in South America. Got it? So Upwork, and I'm going to write it down here because it's so important, right? So Upwork is number one. I'm going to write it down for everybody, uh, everyone. And good question. I like that you're thinking that way. So upwork.com. That's number one. Number two, it's fiverr.com. If you need bilingual, lingual, and you're willing to pay, willing to pay at least 600, email me. Email me, Orlando at montielorganization.com. I'll refer you to the person that I work with. I don't make a single penny, guys. It's just to help you guys uh, do that. He does a very good job for me, all right? One more time, I don't make a single penny. I'll refer you to that person. You talk to Pablo. Pablo will search uh, the people that, that, that you're looking for, and that's it. They're bilingual, do very, very good job. Got it? All right, perfect. So next one. Uh, let's see, any recommend work? Yes, okay, Jose Norando has recommended Fiverr and Upwork VA. Very good, Edsel, thank you very much. Not sure if that has any new ones. No, those are the two, very, very good. All right, uh, David, David, if you can come up to the screen, I really appreciate it. How do you see the current market in the, in, in the near, in the next, in the near future, I guess? I read it would last for 10 years. All right, so I, I think I understand your question. So to me, the most important thing, I don't know if that's a question you're getting from buyers and sellers, or if a it's a question between us, real estate agents. So I'm gonna answer it in both ways, all right? So how do I see the current market? From the client's point of view, it's definitely a, what a buyer's or seller's market. What is it, buyer's or seller's market? Definitely a seller's market, no doubt about that, right? No, no arguments. Oh, you know, uh, David, how do you see the real estate market? Well, right now, currently, definitely it's a seller's market across the nation. Very, very low inventory, a lot of money in the streets because of all the incentive and the government help. So a lot, a lot of people, also a lot of people in South Florida, especially coming from other states, right? Remember in Florida, we don't pay state taxes. We are one of the eight states in the nation or you don't pay state taxes. So if you're moving from New York, just by moving to Florida, you're saving 12%. So if you're making a million dollars a year, you're saving $10,000 per month. If you live in California, and I'm saying, wow, exactly. And if you live in California, you're saving almost 14% in state taxes. So if you're making a million dollars, you're saving almost $150,000 a year. That's almost... $14,000 per month. And those people that are moving, the rich, rich people buying the 10, 15, $20 million apartments here in South Florida, they're not making a million dollars a year. They're probably making a little more than a million dollars per week, literally per week. 
All right, so they're saving a lot, a lot of money by moving to, to Florida. So that makes it a very, a, a even stronger seller's market, all right? Also, what are the interest rates in mortgages right now? Very, very, very low, less than 3%. So again, a lot, a lot of help for sellers. That being said, we know that's not going to last. Markets go up, markets go down. So at the end of the day, my opinion and what's happening in the future, it's 100%, 100% irrelevant. Nobody knows how long this is gonna last and what's gonna happen next. Nobody knows. So that's why we need to focus on the client's needs. Five things, what do you want? Where do you want it? Here's the main one. Why are you thinking about buying or selling? When are you thinking about buying or selling and how much do you wanna sell for or buy a property? But the key one is why. Why would you buy right now? Why would you sell regardless of the market? Got it? And sometimes it's the right time. Sometimes it's not. But every single time, and I'm on TV every single week, and they are always trying to trick me into forecasting. I always refuse. I will never forecast even a day in the future. Because the truth, nobody knows. Nobody knows. And the truth is that the most important thing is your personal need, Mr. Client. Your, what is it that you want to accomplish? Why would, well, you know, I want a return of 7% on my uh, real estate investment. Perfect. If I gave you a 7%, will you buy right now? Yeah, but, but what about if properties go down? Well, what about if they keep going up? What is your main goal? To achieve a 7% return, right? So if I gave you a 7% return, what does it matter how much is the property worth? goes up or down, you can time it. You can time the market. But what you can control is the return. So if I get you a 7% return, will you purchase it? Yeah, okay, let's do it. Maybe two years from now, you over, quote unquote, overpaid. Yeah, you could get a higher return. But what was your goal? 7%, right? Did we achieve it? Yeah. Got it? So at the end of the day, it's, again, when they ask you that question, you answer with another question, which which is what is your goal? How can I help you achieve that goal? Because at the end of the day, the question about the market is just an opinion. And my guess is as good as anybody else's. Every single time there is a conversation about the market deviated to what's your goal? Because once I know what your goal is, now I can focus on finding that property that is right for you. Talking about the market is just opinion, opinion, opinion. And most likely we're going to defer. And the last thing I want to do is disagree with my client. Got it? I don't want to disagree with my client. That's not my job. Yeah, I'm right. Yeah, you're right. You're right out of business, out of a deal. All right? That simple. My job is not to disagree with my client. My job is to identify his or her need to see if I can help him. That's it. My opinion is irrelevant, got it? And anybody else's. All right, perfect. So uh, question, Jeff, am I permitted to post current listings on my social media accounts? In the MLS, there is an option for advertising. And if it says yes, 
I presume that it means I might post the listing online. All right, so that is, that is more, Jeff, of, of a technical question. Uh, so I suggest you call the association. Now, if it is your own listing, you can advertise your listing anywhere you want, as long as you have the permission from the owner, which you usually do in your listing agreement. Got it? So automatically, if you click no on the MLS, all right, it won't be posted everywhere online but it's automatically posted everywhere the association has access to. But that being said, just, just call the association and make sure. What you can't, what you cannot advertise is somebody else's listing without their permission. Make sense? All right, cool. All right, uh, April, how does one go about obtaining international listings? If you're not present with that opportunity, no, I'm not an international agent. All right, so you don't want international listings. I hope you're clear on that, right? Right, but it was an opportunity that was presented to me and I'm just like, okay, I don't obviously have um, international you know, jurisdiction or whatever, but um, I was looking for the best um, way to go about assisting the person. Okay, so very important. Now, I put, it said, uh, we're talking coaching about possibility versus probability. And I want to focus on the highest probability. Got it? Can we all always try to help somebody? Yes. But it's, I mean, what's more probable to sell a property in my neighborhood or to sell a property overseas? More probable. Oh, obviously, yeah, right. in the neighborhood. <laughs> my, yeah, so my, recommend, my recommendation, April, is refer to somebody, to somebody else. Right. Okay. Well, why? Why? It's going to take a lot of your time. And, and I've seen that with a lot of agents, right? Oh, I have this $20 million listing in an amazing island in the Caribbean, whatever. Have you been to the island? No. So how can you sell? So and I'm not, I'm not saying that you haven't seen that property. What I'm saying is, how can we sell something that we are not experts on? It's, it's very difficult. That's and that's what happens is it's going to deviate, right? My attention from what matters most. I want to focus on my highest probability. Got it, April? So it. your proposition should be, it's listening 20 minutes at most in 20 minutes. I'm going to try to help that person find a local agent. And if not, listen, I just, I'm sorry. I, I just can't help you. Because the reality, April, it's going to be very difficult. And international listings, you know, we live in the U.S. And, and it's the only country in the world where literally you have a system where or well all where all real estate agents have access to the properties for sale we don't have that anywhere else in the world anywhere else right so we're blessed mm -hmm. for having that so okay. how international listing is going to be very very cumbersome i highly recommend you against trying to work that listing refer it and if you get a 20 25 percent a referral fee that'll be amazing Okay, great. Thank you so much. Already. Sorry, now, now, that question from April happens also in the local, in the local, uh, uh, you know, uh, area, which is, well, you know, I live in Coral Gables. Coral Gables is about 10 minutes away from downtown, south of downtown Miami, right? And there is another area like 20 minutes north of downtown. So it's about 30, 35 minutes from the Gables. So can I get a listing in Aventura? Yeah, I can. 
Can I get a listing, a listing in downtown Miami? Yes, I can. Here's the thing. It will deviate my attention from focusing on getting the listings in my neck of the wood, which I know like very few people. And it's much easier for me to negotiate, to go to that place, etc. Got it? So by focusing in, in an area that is not my areas of expertise, it deviates from helping me focus in what I really need to focus on. What's more probable and always fo focus on what's more probable for, probable for your business? Very good question, Edgar, because a lot of agents, you know, try to, try, try to get a listing or try to do business outside of their area of expertise and, and, and it's usually a, a big waste of time. So thank you for asking that question, all right? Uh, thank you for answering. No, no, listen, and it's, it's so common. And by the way, it's not only with internationals. And I see that. I, I see so many agents pitching me, right? Oh, I have this pro uh, property in the Dominican Republic. Oh, I have this amazing property in the Bahamas. What do we know? Right? And, and you just want to keep pushing it. I'm pushing it. I'm pushing it. Right? And I've seen agents dragging those quote-unquote listings, which, which are not even listings in, in other countries. Because they don't have the exclusivity. Right? So, Thomas, you had a comment? Yes, this is something that has happened to me over the years, and uh, I highly recommend even uh, locally because we are residential realtors for the most part, right? And then, and then, all of a sudden comes this client says, "I want to buy commercial property," and we get all excited because the numbers get big. But what people don't understand is that's a whole another world. It's like a different galaxy, and then you're trying to learn how to navigate that galaxy. My recommendation, Orlando, the same as you, just find a local commercial broker that you can work with, get a referral, pass it on to the specialist because it's very tempting, but I tell you, it will, it will waste your time forever. And the commission may not be what you think is going to be because yeah. in the commercial world. In the commercial world, if there's anything that really gets negotiated, it's the broker's commission. I mean, they they really cut your head. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about it. Listen, but they Two great point, points, Thomas. Number one, you have a commercial listing, refer it immediately. You don't have that expertise. Uh, listen, when I say you, we, I include myself. I don't have the expertise. I right? don't either. I, exactly. Right? Why would you work a commercial listing? Find somebody else. By the way, by the way, if you're going to work commercial, as, as, as Thomas said, right? Dedicate yourself full-time to working commercial because it's a completely different language. Last thing, which is to Thomas, Thomas' point, why, unless you truly love commercial because it's something other than the money, other than the businesses, you truly love negotiating commercial properties, why in the world would you go to commercial where properties take a 10 month to close if they close and the commission is half of what you can make in a regular residential real estate? It doesn't make financial sense. So, oh my God, I have this $3 million, $4 million commercial property. Why would you work so much for so little when you can work the residential? Doesn't make sense. Good luck if you want to go into commercial. You got to study a lot. You got to invest a lot of money on the CCIM designation because you truly need to learn. That's just not a designation that you put in your business card. It's for you to truly learn. And it's going to take you about two years. And then to make half, or sometimes a quarter of the money, oh my God, forget it. Oh, it's horrible. 
Horrible. Good luck if you want to go into commercial. Thomas, you have something else to say? I think he's going to have a stress and disappointment in the commercial world. I mean, our, our level of stress is still. I know people who work a deal every year and a half to have it fall apart the last day. And if it was going to close, the negotiation will come down to one point to you, uh, to your broker, <laughs> not even to you. So why go through that? You cannot produce the kind of volume unless you're absolutely dedicated to that. Maybe then you can. But if you're a good real estate realtor, you can do more with a lot less stress. Trust me. Yeah. Like yeah. you teach all that. Exactly. Now, I'm not saying they're not very successful commercial real estate agents, but they've been in the business for a long, long, long time. They have the connections, they have the clients, right? So when you see those commercial real estate agents that make very good money, they've been in the business for a long, long time. And believe me, believe me, they are true experts, right? And the connections they have are amazing. So good point to, uh, uh, you know, to talk about that. We deviated a little bit about that. So how do we protect, Catherine says, how do we protect yourself from prospects going directly to new developers? All right, so uh, very simple. When it, you can protect, right, a buyer going to a sales center, right? You, you just can't do that. It's just, just impossible. It happens all the time. Now, once you are in the sales center, and most of you know that, there is a document called the broker registration, right? And make sure that when you go to a sales center, you register that person under you, and it's valid for 180 days. Right, but you can't. By the way, Catherine, what I say to my client, right, is very simple. If I'm going to work with you, just to want to, to explain to you the process, right? Every single property that I can show you, any other agent, regardless of their experience, can show it to you too. So your job, Mr. Buyer, for your own sake, is to choose one agent. Right, And if we decide to work together, great. All I'm asking you is that you work only with me. If you're not going to work only with me, I completely understand. I suggest you go with somebody else. Got it? That's a, it's just a verbal agreement. I can't protect myself. Got it? Right? So she says, Catherine, I have a few projects that I know will interest prospects. If I send them the info, they might just go directly to the sales center developer. How do I protect myself? So Catherine, again, we want to position ourselves. And, and Thomas, I don't know if you have good connection right now. Uh, you, you were, uh, we were uh, losing you a little bit. Yes, I'm, uh, I'm I don't here. think there is any other, any other agent, all right, in town, uh, at least in Miami, which is the mecca of pre-construction no other agent in Miami that have sold more the properties in pre-construction than Thomas. I don't think there's any other one, all right? I don't know one, uh, and in years, I, I haven't seen even somebody that can even get close to competing with Thomas in that. I mean, developers pay him private planes, hotels, seminars for Thomas to talk and, uh, about pre-construction. So hopefully we can hear Thomas and you can answer that, how you protect right. yourself. Well, there are, there are ways you can do it. One of the things is when you work in a pre-construction project, you need to select somebody that you trust, that you with a salesperson, right? You need to pick a person to work with or a team. Sometimes they're a team. Sometimes it's two, three people. And you have to be able to trust them. They have to be able to trust you. And what I do ask them is that when I contact a client, 
I ask him to see if it's possible to register this client to my name. Some developers allow this, some developers don't. But usually what takes place is I send either an email to the salesperson who is taking care of me with this particular client saying this client such and such from Argentina, whatever, you know, it's somebody that I'm working with. I'd like to for you to please register them under my name or my company's name. And sometimes they do, but they also say sometimes, look, the client is protected for 90 days. But if they happen to come in by themselves, I mean, if he comes with no broker, you're going to be fine. If he comes in with another broker, it may raise an issue. So you, generally speaking, the accepted practice is whoever walks in with a client is the one representing it. But again, if the client happens to walk in alone and you registered him, he is your client that will protect you. Not everybody accepts this, but some developers do. So I highly suggest you try to register. Also, what I do is any communication I send to the client, I copy the sales agent on the CC on the email. So they, will, they have a continuous link to see that I was working with the client along the way. And if it's something, you know, comes up down the road and you need to argue, say, look, I have 17 emails with this guy. He's been working with me, blah, 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 blah. And you can take it from there. And that is the best way that I can see. But of course, the old fashioned way of walking your client in is the best one. Hopefully you can get to that point. Sometimes Orlando, the clients don't come. I have clients and now, especially during the pandemic, people are buying sight and see. They're just in buying a pre-construction there is nothing built, so there is no point to see anything. Maybe there's a sales center with a mock-up of the model. But in all honesty, you could probably sell them and just be protected. But just try it. You have to always try. Thank you very much, Thomas, for that. Also, when you're sending that information, I mean, Thomas, what I gave you was golden nuggets, one after the other, all right? Again, this is the guy that has sold the most pre-constructions I know that I know of uh, in Miami, which is the make of pre-construction. So... One more thing, if you're going to send that information, Catherine, important. That's it. That's the reason we do the follow-up, right? Hey, Catherine, I just noted that yesterday, noticed that yesterday uh, you opened uh, the email that I sent about 501 district, whatever pre-construction you sent. Tell me, how can I help you? What questions do you have about it? And then you do a sequence of emails like Thomas saying, so you have that recorded, right? But again, it's very unlikely that they're going to go by themselves to a sales center if you have a relationship with them, right? Because they're not paying the commission. They want to be advised. They want to be, you know, hold by their hand. So if you do that, it's going to be very, very unlikely, all right? Uh, so last last question for today, which is a short question, and then we'll, we'll continue next week. Remember, guys, post your questions in the forum, all right? We'll be able to answer the, que the questions, but you don't have to wait until next week. So David, working with buyers, how do you handle the exclusive buyer, buyer agreement? What about if the buyer doesn't want to sign it? So in my case, after 20 years in business, I never had one buyer agent agreement signed, all right? To me, it's very simple. Uh, either I trust and enjoy the relationship, the business relationship that I'm building with a client, or I just don't work with that person. At the end of the day, David, enforcing the buyer, the exclusive buyer agreement is very, very, very difficult. So it only creates friction. When we ask somebody to sign something, 
And then what do they do automatically? Whoa, let me read it. Let me take it to my lawyer. Let me think about it. So to me, the bu exclusive buyer agent agreement only creates friction. As long as we explain the terms on how we work, that every single agent can show the same properties, that it would be a waste of the buyer's, uh, the buyer's time to work with different agents, that we are going to go out two times. The first day we're gonna see four properties. The second day we're gonna see, we're, the first day we're gonna pick one property and then we do the search for the second day and we're gonna do a, see a match of four properties. And within the next two days, we gotta be ready, ready to write an offer, all right? As long as we're clear on that and they understand that the process, the likelihood of that person going with somebody else or by themselves is low. It keeps happening. As long as you're working with buyers, that's going to happen, right? As long as you work with sellers, you're going to have some cancellations. It's normal. But what I recommend you do is use be very clear in the process. Most of the time, you won't have an issue. All right, guys? So it's 11 p.m. Remember, ask your questions in the forum. For those of you, there are a few of you that speak Spanish. Of course, many of you do. Tomorrow at 10 in the morning, we have the same session in Spanish, all right? Remember to watch every single module. I know you have access to all our modules, one through 16, but remember how many times have you seen them, all right? It's not about seeing the modules once. If you've seen the modules fewer than three times, you gotta see them again, all right? You gotta see all those modules at least three times, repetition, right? It's the mother of perfection, right? Guys, have an amazing, amazing day. It was a pleasure to serve you today. Good, good questions. That's why we're here to answer those questions. So next week, come prepare with tons, tons of questions. So we as a group can answer them for you, right? Bill, I'll call you later. I know you're in the car. We had a confusion mix. So after 12, I'll give you a call, all right? Take care, guys. Pleasure to see you today. Bye-bye.